0: Football Hour with John Quintera, brought to you by Lolitas, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintera, on 97.3, the fan.
1: And good evening and welcome to the High School Football Hour brought to you by our friends at Lolita's Mexican Restaurant. Coach John Quintero with you from now until 10 o'clock. we got a great show uh, coming up a little bit later on. Braden Suprenan will be along. We'll get our girls volleyball top 10 this week. Robbie Owens, the outstanding head football coach, Helix High School, going to stop by at the bottom of the hour. And then Braden and I, uh, as we uh, close out the show, we'll take a look at the top 10 this week. And we'll also take a look at some of the big matchups tomorrow night. we got 43 games in San Diego. Go tomorrow night, but our leadoff man and this guy's always been good at the top of the order. He, he does an incredible job. We all watch him. We've been watching him for a long time. His name is Paul Rudy from KUSI, the Prep Pigskin Report. We've got Papa Pig in studio tonight here at 97.3 The Fan. And, Paul, uh, thanks for making the, the trick uh, down the uh, down the road tonight.
0: I think the word is reciprocity. You've uh, <laughs> you've come to uh, KUSI and helped me out more than once. It's only fair that I return the favor. It's an honor to be here.
1: Hey, First of all, before we get going, and we'll talk about this year in high school, but 20 years. I, I don't care what a guy does for 20 years. It's amazing. Amazing what you and your staff have done over the last twenty years. Congratulations! I'm very happy for you. I'm proud for you. And as a high school football lover, high school sports lover, I wish there were more Paul Rudies in this town.
0: Well, I think you're in the minority there, but I certainly accept the compliment. And coming from you, it's high praise from the uh, from the master. So I will take it. Uh, I, you know, I. In a blog that I am writing this week, which is featuring one John Katera, huh. I can remember a fall night in the summer—excuse me—in the fall of 1998. We had just started the show, and I was driving home, listening to this booming voice on the radio. Did not know you from Adam. I just hit town, and you—you you gave us a compliment over the air, completely unsolicited. Certainly, a tip of the cat. To us, that and you know, at the time we were going through some growing pain, pains, and to have you put a little wind in our sail, and I thought, wow, that's the first time anyone's acknowledged us publicly, and uh, on your on your show, no less, and I, it meant so much to me. I didn't even meet you until years <laughs> later, but I I've always felt this kinship to you, and now look at uh, now we're buds. So it's a. Uh, it's one of the perks to uh you know we we share a similar passion we both found a way to stay 18 forever <laughs> and, and if you, if you want to if you want immortality you either host a high school show of some sort either on the radio or TV or live on a roller coaster it's the same deal
1: you know uh one of the things I wanted to ask you tonight, because, you know, we see you every night of the week. You're, you're on the 10 o'clock news. You come on. You do a little teaser. And then at 1045, you, you get 15 minutes. And you, you do the pros. You do the colleges. But, man, you uh really your, – your crew does an incredible job getting all over the county. And It's not that easy to get around this county like it once was. But I wanted to know, on Friday nights, you, you got – You've, you're on at five. You're on at six. You get done, and you're out of there by seven. What do you do in the meantime, from seven until when you go back on? You know, ten thirty with the regular sports, and then ten forty-five with the prep pigskin report.
0: So, like, on a, my Friday starts early. I, I do a radio show in the morning, then at like at uh, eight twenty-five, and then get home, walk the dogs, get, get showered, and I'm, I'm I go to work early because. All those scripts have to be prepared for all those shows you mentioned. I get to the game of the week where we start the day at about 3 in the afternoon. I hang there and watch, you know, the games kick off around 7 o'clock always. So I stay there for about a half hour. And depending on where we are in the county, if we're way up north, I don't get back to the station until 9 o'clock or a little before 9. And I'm still in street clothes because, you know, I don't wear a suit out for the early show. So I, I quickly, you know, beautify as best I can. At, at, you know, with my limited... Uh, they enemy. hose you down and yeah, put, me throw down. the clothes on. And then I have to throw together a sports cache really quickly because we still do sports. We still have to cover the Padres and all the other pertinent sports. Tomorrow, you know, if there is this golf event going on in Paris that <laughs> people are going to want to be watching. So, you know, that's going to be going on. As we go to bed, they'll be hitting golf balls. So I have to do that. And But then the 1045 and the 11 o'clock, they've all been pre-prepared in the sense that we know what we want to do. But, man, if you should come to the station about... 9, 9.45, there is a buzz in our studio as crews come flying in, at games are being edited, there's always some, there's a fire to put out, and I feel like I'm just going from fire to fire as, I don't have this, what do I do about this, blah, 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 you know, because we have a, a great group, but these, they're all young, I mean, we have 32 camera crews, that's a camera person and a producer, that's 64 people of varying levels of experience, mostly on the, on the you know, Right they're out young high, they're young they're right out of high school right of, we have a couple people that are you know on on some work release program I mean so so we, we have a really divi- a diverse group and so there's always a little you know, I just wish you could see what my 9.45 to 10.25 is Well, you, like. I know you get your game face on. Oh, I've heard man. from a lot of the people that have worked with you over the it, years. It gets nuts. And then, I mean, I am literally drenched with sweat. But once it starts, it's sort of like a, a jumping out of an airplane. Once you're out, you're committed. And then you just hope that hopefully you... Hope it's a, safe, a soft landing, and most times it is.
1: You know you know one thing, Paul, and, and I know, and I've been very fortunate in this business. I've worked with a lot of young people that have gone to school to be broadcasters and have uh, served their time, whether it was at 690 or the old station I was at or now here at this station. And the thing that, that makes me feel good, because, you know, I had that coach moniker, because I was a coach at one point in time in my life, and you've done the same thing. You have had so many people, and some of them are still on your station, some of them have gone to other stations in town here. You've had a lot of kids that have started with
0: you that have really made a great career in this business. Coach, I, and I say this in all sincerity, I no longer, the thing that most motivates me and the thing that I take the greatest pride in is the coaching tree we have a like you said a lot of kids come in and uh, they they don't know if they can do it. Week 1 they are scared. They you know knee knockers. And by the, when you, when you see them at week 12 and week 13 and they are handling the cuz deadline pressure is a, is a funny thing. <laughs> Anyone can do it if they have 8 hours. But when the clock is ticking and you're hearing someone say, where's the highlights for B3? Where are the highlights for B3? And you have to write even if it's just three highlights and you have to cut them in, man, it it will test your constitution. And and a lot of people crack. And to see those kids get hardened by the deadline pressure and then get the scripts accurately done, and then they get a little bit better and a little bit more confident, and they can take it down to the wire even closer and closer, there is such a great sense of satisfaction I get from those kids because they walk out of our place knowing that they can work just about anywhere in the market, or anywhere in the country, because basically, if you can work quickly and accurately, you can survive in this industry. If you're willing, you know, and willing to do the hours, the, the business itself is a whole different thing. But if if you're if it really trips your trigger, and you can handle the deadline pressure you get a feel for it on the PPR and you can and you get a sense of confidence that hey nothing's going to be this tough anywhere else. We're visiting with Paul Rudy from KUSI on 973
1: the fan of course the Prep Pigskin Report every Friday night gets underway at 10:45 but Monday through uh, Friday, uh, even the weekends, they cover high school sports. The so one station that does it from uh, as good as anyone in uh, Southern California, that's for sure. Your, your thing on Friday night, the Prep Pigskin Report, it reminds me when I was coaching at Texas Tech back in the middle 80s. You know, they had the, like the South Plains Report, and they'd cover all the teams in West Texas. You know, Midland Lee, Odessa, and some of the big national powers over the year. You guys do exactly what they do down in Texas. That's why I think I've enjoyed it so
0: much, because you're so thorough. Well, I take great pride in it. San Diego is the perfect market size for a for a one-hour program. You, you try to do it in L.A., you'd have to leave a bunch of schools out. You do it in too small a town, and there's not enough game, good games to fill the show, to fill the hour. What we have is we, we're, we get to about 32. Our our sweet spot is 32 to 35. If it gets past 35, you can't 35 games, you can't do those games justice. And and if you get too far below 28, 29, then you're showing a lot of highlights that maybe don't deserve to get on the air. Excuse me. So uh uh so, so as I was saying, San Diego is just the perfect side. There's just enough schools part, playing and there's enough good schools playing that you can fill an hour just perfectly. And I, I defy. I'll buy a steak dinner. To anybody out there that's <laughs> listening, if you can find another TV station in the country that can turn highlights from thirty-five high of uh, thirty-five games on one night, not non, you know, on a lot of stations in Texas, they do a show the day after, and and that's fine and good. They do it great, but it's not the same as turning highlights on a Friday night. And so. I find me another state. I'm looking for somebody else that turns that many games as as well as we do. Plus throwing in all the features and 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 the other, you know, the in studio interviews. There's a lot of cool things that go on in our show. It's not just a highlight show. Uh, I guess you know, coach so little of my life has uh, been successful this is the one thing that you know i want this on my tombstone the, the pig lies here I mean, <laughs> you know the, this is the one this is my signature this is my sergeant pepper I, i'm very proud of this and so you have to let me crow a little bit because uh, not a, not a, not a lot not a lot of other things have gone as well as this <laughs>
1: you know i, I want to get to a couple of things here but the one thing i want to bring up because you know i mentioned you know and you know this i started a high school show in 1990 on yes, saturday morning and, and then right the following year we moved it to friday night and That was on for many, many, many years. But getting scores back in those days on on Friday night, 91-92 – I used to actually call Seven Elevens, like, because I was covering all of Southern California at that time—the L.A. City, the area, the Orange County, the Inland Empire. I'd call newspapers, some newspapers, that police hang stations. Up on me. I would yeah, call anybody yeah.
0: that would pick up a phone in right. that area to see if they had a score. Which, and on a Friday night, find somebody that'll pick up the phone. I, I remember that. I remember being on the air, begging people, "We need the Santana score right. now." I mean, that's the one thing I like about social media. Oh, absolutely, because now mo- most people turn on our show knowing the. Score scores of just about every game i don't even know why you know i, I guess we have to do it because of the, obviously because we have the marching scoreboard and whatnot but the social media end of it you know your, your your young cohort here will have all will have game stats on the air before i go on the air oh there's no They're question the about that yeah uh,
1: the thing i want you and i talked about this last week when i was over at the station Twenty-year anniversary. You're going to put out a 20 anniversary oh, all-time already... team, and you're going to have twenty-six players. And again, I told you last week. I don't know how you're going to do that. There's so many great players. There are a lot of. There's twenty-six guys over the last twenty years that have played in the NFL from this town.
0: Uh, Easily, a- a- absolutely, and so that becomes the problem. Is what's the judging criteria? Is, is it is it the body of work? Is it just the prep work? Uh, how how are you going to do that? Uh, we this is uh, the, I rather than have a restriction. We're, I, we're opening it up. We're going to have one one trophy. I'm going to show you a picture of the trophy in just a bit here. That, gonna have, that's not going to play real well on radio, though. I, I, I know. I just want to show it to you <laughs> for for, uh, for uh, personal sake. We're going to have 26 positions, 11 on each side of the ball, a long snapper, a kicker, a punter, and a return man. Not going to pick a coach. Not. You know what? Okay, now we'll have, a, have to make a 27th trophy. That's a good point. So, anyhow. It's going to be if you've played high school football from 1998 to present day, as long as you've appeared on the PPR, you are eligible for consideration. We are going to, some guys are going to judge by body of work. I personally, you know. I think if you were a good football player at high school and then made it to the pros, that gives you an edge over somebody who didn't make it past college. Blah blah blah. But everybody's going to have their own criteria. There's going to be about five or six PPR insiders. We are going to rely on like p- folks like yourself and John Maffey to contribute. And we all- are we're going to get a free lunch out of this no, one no, afternoon. No. You're going to do it for the kids. And, and don't forget, <laughs> we have you know if it was up to Coach Carroll, yeah. But with who's all
1: on- your sponsors, you can get us a free sandwich or something, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: we, well, yeah, there'll be a T-shirt in your future. But the uh, the point being is, it's going to be a free free-for-all and there's going to be no way that, it's going to it's going to be a disaster in the sense that there's going to be a lot of great kids that don't get mentioned no question about that but we're going to we're at the, at the gala december 4th inside the hangar bay at the uh on the, aboard the uss you moon. know i've never been to that well now you're going to come to the gala because uh. now we have that you can I want to be yeah, there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll put you right, right, right up front, and then we'll say any complaining phone calls about the all twenty. I'll raise my hand. Yeah, we'll just blame you. <laughs> all angry emails go to John Cantara. But so, I, like for instance, uh, you know, it's, it, I'm I'm betting Reggie Bush is probably going to be on that team. I would think so. And then, uh, but then, all right, let's so let's just play this game a little bit. Who's your quarterback? Ryan Lindley won our trophy. Alex Smith made it to the pros. They both played in that in this period. Dylan Baxter played quarterback at commission bay, rewrote re- the record book until Abraham Mahazy came along and rewrote it again. Braxton uh, Burmeister's playing at Oregon and broke everybody's record. There was the K- DJ Bush kid out at Santana. There are about eight or nine kids that could legitimately be our quarterback. Who do
1: you pick? Well, I will say this. I did Alex Smith's last uh, high school football game. They won a CIF championship against Oceanside. And the following year, Reggie Bush's team, got beat by Oceanside. So Alex obviously, uh, you know, played yeah. pretty well. And, and, I'll tell you and, what. and Lindley, I mean, I, believe me, I wanted Ryan Lindley to go to San Diego State. I remember having his uh, dad and uh, Ryan come over one night because I wanted to give him the old – Hey, you got to go to San Diego State. You got to go to San Diego
0: State. And Ryan's been, he has been great. He's a great guy. He's been great to the show. He's just been, he's been a loyal, uh, loyal to us all, all through long. So my, my vote, I'll, I'll go public with it. My vote has gone to uh, Mr. Lindley. And but, I understand that. But a lot of folks, you know, think, how do you look at a guy who's still playing in the NFL? Ryan made it, obviously, but had had nowhere near the career that Alex Smith is having. So it's going to... Well, you know, it's kind of like
1: the the Union Tribune. They, they put out a couple of years ago, like, the top 100 players. And there's some guys that... You know, we're good high school players, but, you know, they didn't do a whole lot after that. But we're talking about high school. It depends. You can put teams together any way you want. I mean, they're guys that were okay high school players, pretty good college players. For some reason, all of a sudden they got good and they played in the NFL, but, you know, they weren't all that great in high school. And and there's something to be said for the guys
0: that did it in high school, too. All right. Case in point Arian Foster. He was a good high school player. Yep. But he was a sure lot better uh, college and professional football player. 100% agree with you on that. I I think he's should be on the team but there are a lot of great running backs you know starting you know pt gates you name it there's a lot of great running backs that have come down the pike yeah guys like ricky
1: williams aren't even eligible he's because not eligible. that was
0: outside the 20 years yeah he's so he's not on our 20-year team you know we asked john carroll to submit his names he picked nothing but oceanside kids and a lot of them were were all you know like yeah they he i mean he had three or four all uh, he had a really good run. I don't know if you're aware of it, but those, uh, those, those Side Pirates were pretty darn good. And he, he came up with 22 names that were all recognizable names.
1: Uh, they're no question. I mean, coach there forever yeah. and won a ton of titles. No question and, and, and about it. With a lot
0: of good football players.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, this town has always produced great football players. And, you know, I, like I said last week, I, my hat's off to you. The 26 is going to be very difficult, and, uh, and there are going to be a lot of great players, uh, guys that are playing in the NFL that aren't even going to get sniff on this team. Uh, I now, agree. when are
0: you going to announce it? night of the gala? We're going we're, we're to pick it in late November. We, we, we've gone back and forth. We started, I think we're up to our version 18 now. So we've had 18 versions of the team, and, it, and it's just we're kind of whittling away until we can create consensus, almost position by position. And then there's a lot of horse jockeying. Like, uh, for instance, Jose Perez should we should we count him as a wide receiver? But then you have to bump Nelson Rosario. So maybe we <laughs> maybe we keep Nelson Rosario and Kenny Stills as the wideouts. But but then but what about Olave? He's at Ohio State. He, 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 he's a talented he, player. He's a talented. So then uh, so maybe you put Jose in the defensive backfield. But what if you line up in a uh, you know a four or three? Then you only have four defensive backs. What if you go three three five? Because the, the position we're kind of light in is defensive line. So maybe you you, you line up like Rocky Long does. That way you can get another defensive back in. Move Jose to return man, and then you can get a skill
1: guys always get the benefit of the doubt on those. Well, teams. but the linemen mean, always get dogged. The, the the problem is
0: is we're trying to pick you know like you're trying to get the best players the best players and 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 you know it's hard a little harder to come up with the def- defensive lineman choices like the Hayward kid from point Loma the Jaquiel Bradford from Hoover he he was a sackmeister but didn't play against a lot of great competition but still you know, I had a couple 20 sack seasons. Uh, right. So th- that's – but the linebackers and defensive backs there, we have a plethora of choices. You know,
1: the tough part about that, and I know we only got a minute or two left here, and again, thanks, Paul, for coming over. We're visiting with Paul Are we already done? from KUSI. Yeah, almost. We got another couple minutes. Oh,
0: I had things I wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you're right down the street here. You can come back again.
0: I'd be honored. Yeah, we'd hey, love to have. Can you. I plug the fact that you're my, uh, you're going to be my hog blog for week seven? You're my subject, and some of the things we're, we're going to talk about here, we're going to be, it's going to be on my blog. That's great. When will that blog well, be going I, up? I, I'm going to post that tomorrow. Okay, great. So I'm going to use. I, I, I will quote you accurately and honestly.
1: I appreciate that. Um, and favorably. The, the tough part about putting those teams together. Is just getting a comprehensive list and not forgetting anybody. Now, when it comes down to actually putting the team together, that's one thing. But you don't want to, you know, put a team together and say, "Well, hey, how about that guy out at Granite Hills High School?" And, and, and you forgot
0: about him. You yeah, forget about you know. And, and I'll tell you who's going to be who's already getting a lot of uh, a lot of votes is the late Todd Doxey. He was a you know the, he
1: was the, a great athlete, great
0: athlete, and we never good basketball and player. Never too. got to see he was going to be special.
1: He was a special player, Todd Doxie, out of Hoover.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, he's going to get votes, and and uh, you know, it's, it's just there's that's be, a
1: great call, actually.
0: There, there's there's a the problem that I have with it is players twenty seven through infinity are going to be bummed, and I think you have to just take this as tongue in cheek and raise a glass to the guys who make it, and not you know not like get ugly about it when when it comes out because it's it's just a snapshot in time and it's. You know, maybe there'll be a. It's a talking point. Yeah, it's 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 more about you know, creating a little social media buzz for the gala and getting people to That's great. take interest. Give out the date again for the gala. The gala will be Tuesday, December 4th. The red carpet ceremony will start at 5 p.m. with the main event starting at 6 p.m. and then we'll uh, announce the winner of the prestigious silver pigskin by about 6.55 in front of I guess, our guests. Our guest list is looking somewhere between eight and 900 folks will be in the hangar bay on uh, that Tuesday night.
1: That's awesome. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate, you know, you put me on your show. I always enjoy You guys got a great staff down there. I always feel extremely welcome. I look forward to coming down, and uh, I'm glad you came over tonight. We'll definitely do this again, Coach. I'm. It's just a hopscotch.
0: You know, Coach. I wanted to be on the show so uh, so badly. I came a day early. I know you did. <laughs> I said, boy, there's – he's not a –
1: You know, I got to tell tell the the audience. Last night, I'm getting ready – I'm watching the Padre game because I'm doing the post-game show. My phone rings. Coach, I'm down in the lobby. I go, Paul, it's tomorrow night. He goes, you know, I thought it might have been because I was listening to the Padre game. I thought either you were – I I was off or we were going to tape the show for tomorrow night. But, hey, you know what? As you well know in this business, when you have a live guest – You'd like him to get there early. Yeah,
0: absolutely, that's what the trophy looks like. That's gonna be pretty cool. That's huh? a
1: really beautiful yeah. looking trophy. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's really good. I will yeah. look forward to being there too. Oh, I, I appreciate that. That's that's right in my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know what. Talk about how quickly this has gone. The, the, the hour flies by, it down the, and plus, have you ever been? A, you know, you get to walk around that museum. It's a it's the best uh, museum money can buy.
1: Yeah, I've been on the Midway. It's Fantastic, oh, no question about it. Paul, thanks, and uh, I'll I'll be getting home just in time to tune in at 10:45 tonight for the All Sports.
0: I appreciate it, Braden. Thank you very much, and it was was an honor to be here.
1: All right, Paul Rudy uh, from KUSI, and again, uh, uh, check him out tonight, uh, 1045 with the All Sports Report. Of course, the KUSI news gets underway at 10 o'clock. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, Braden Suprenic is going to stop by. He'll get us our volleyball top 10 for this week. And then uh, coming up shortly, the head coach of the Helix Highlanders, Robbie Owens. Stay with us, Coach John Katerra. This is the High School Football Hour, brought to you by Lolita's on 97.3 The Fan. And welcome back to the high school football hour. Uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Uh, this uh, Thursday night get-togethers uh, become uh, a ritual. Really enjoy uh, doing the program. Of course, I did the high school scoreboard show for 25 years on Friday nights and uh, always enjoyed that. But anytime I can talk high school sports, uh, I'm all up for it. Uh, a program here in San Diego, a legendary program. They got off to a little bit of a slow start this year basically because they uh, played uh, some really, really good uh, football teams, but they're 2-3 and three right now. Uh, they're Ranked number four in San Diego, and that's the Helix Highlanders. We're nice enough to uh, have uh, the coach uh, join us tonight, Robbie Owens, in his third year. Robbie, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Great to have you.
2: Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me on.
1: I remember uh, meeting you oh, about a year or so ago up in Del Mar uh, uh, one day, and you know I followed your program, obviously, uh, going even back to the days of Jimmy Arnides and that great uh, group and Donnie Van Hook, and uh, we could go on and on, but uh, – <laughs> What's it been like uh, getting off to a 2 and 3 start you played an extremely difficult non-conference schedule yet uh, the 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 pollsters here in town there's 30 of them they still have you guys ranked as the number 4 team in San Diego I I think uh, they like your ball club
2: Yeah you know obviously we lost a lot of guys from last season and then you know when you you have success like we've had at Helix. It's very difficult to, to build a schedule. And, and so, you know, the teams that that we were able to play were, you know, obviously very good football teams. And,
3: we, you know, we were
2: young and, and we made some mistakes. And, and I think we had two games in there with the Cathedral and, and Saguaro that, you know, were definitely winnable games for us. And, you know, we, we talked to our kids going into the season and we knew that there was going to be kind of three phases to our year. We were going to have that early um, you know, preseason matchups and against gets a really good schedule. And then we're going to get into conference play, which we get into this weekend. And, and then we're going to be in the, you know, the playoff time. So, um, you know, we just got to get better each week. And, and I think the kids have really bought into that. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to represent that, that Helix name every time we put on that jersey. And, and that's what our expectation is. We got to go out there and represent and, and play for those people that have worn that that green jersey before us, and and hopefully we can do that for the next few weeks.
1: You know, Robbie, I was out – I did uh, uh, a little uh, video uh, last week uh, out for East County Sports, uh, Ramon Scott and um, – Dave Dickens uh, asked me a question on there, and they go, "Well, you know, what's it going to take, like, for some of the other schools out here in East County to to get some respect?" I go, "Well, to be honest, you got to be able to beat Helix, and nobody's been able to beat you guys for a long time out there." But I wanted to ask you about the scheduling because we're we're seeing more and more of the the top echelon teams here in San Diego having to go outside for non-conference games uh, early in the year. Has that become a real problem for for Helix and for some of the other teams like Cathedral and, uh, you know, maybe Oceanside when they were in their heyday? Well, you know, I definitely think it's gotten
2: more and more difficult. Um, You know, obviously we got uh, St. Augustine and and Cathedral on our schedule just because, you know, I think both of those programs have some difficult time getting the schedule and we play in the Honor Bowl because it kind of, you know, puts in a game for us. Uh, you know, without us even trying, you know, the Honor Bowl does it for us. So, you know, the other two games that we we have to find, it, it, it's difficult to kind of match your schedule. Obviously, you know, I like playing some out of state teams, so we're able to play Saguaro in the uh, the Honor Bowl, and and I think next year we'll play Harriman, which is out of Utah, which we played last year. Um, but it is difficult, I and mean, I think that's you know a, a big part of the uh, the schedule making. You know, for all of us is you know, trying to fill those games and everybody's kind of got their agenda, of, you know, trying to take care of themselves when they look at, you know, the playoff format and, and where they kind of fit into that. And, you know, and, and I would tell you, on the other hand, you know, when I took over this program, one of my things is, you know, I want to compete against the best. And, and the reason why I took over the Helix job was, you know, was a tremendous opportunity for me and my family. And, you know, I want to go against the best teams that we can possibly go against. And I don't care where they come from. And, you know, we've told our kids that. You know, our expectation is we're every year we're going to play some of the best teams in the country, and you know we got to step up our game each year. And, and and obviously, this season was probably the toughest time just because we had lost so many guys. You know, we took 60 guys to the state championship, and 30 of them were seniors. So, you know, coming into it, you know, we we know we have guys. It's just we don't have a lot of experience under the Friday Night Lights, and and, and hopefully we're able to build that up. and you know our expectation is to win another open division championship so um you know we can't afford any more setbacks and, and we got to come out and play each week
1: we're visiting with robbie owens the head football coach out at helix high school they've got uh, valhalla tomorrow night tell me a little bit about your big running back Elion noah uh, i know he missed a couple of games was dealing uh, with a concussion if i'm not mistaken but uh boy uh, he's averaging almost nine yards a carry this year
2: uh, you know he's he's special, as I've told anybody that that I talk to about it is he he's one of those kids that when we get on the field offensively, we got the best player um, on the field and And I would say that going against anybody we've went against, you know so far this year and and he just runs with so much power. um he's got such great body control um he just you know he's a kid that doesn't say a word he just goes out there and works his tail off each and every day and and he, he's just special and unique he you know he runs over his pad so he's always falling forward um and uh you know he's difficult to bring down and and he, he's a big part of who we are and he started for us as a freshman and you know last year was a big part of you know our playoff run where we You know, we definitely had to utilize him more as the season progressed. And, you know, coming into this year, we know that he's going to carry a huge load for us. And, uh, you know, missing him those last two games, those two games was, you know, it hurt us because he is a little bit of our identity offensively because he's the main guy we have coming back. But, you know, again, he's a a special kid. And, and, uh, you know, he's definitely a guy that uh, when you get an opportunity to watch him, you know, I I think – you come away very very impressed with with the way he plays the game,
1: yeah the good thing for you guys is he's only a junior <laughs>
2: yeah it's definitely uh you know it's definitely one of those things that uh when you think uh you know each and every year you lose quality seniors and uh, when you got young guys that have stepped up and and we have a lot of young guys this year that have stepped up for us that we're gonna have you know in, in, next year and even the year after that uh you know when you know that you have L.L.E. on back um, you know that the future's bright for at least another year.
1: Yeah, I'll get you out of here on this question. Uh, tell me a little bit about your linebacker, Michael uh, Shawcroft. I know he also plays tight end as well. He's a two-way starter and he had uh, verbally committed to San Diego State.
2: You know, I, I think that, you know, with Michael he, he's a tremendous leader. He's a, he's a kid for us that, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of our bell cow. He's He's been the guy that, uh, you know, he played as a freshman you know, the season before I got here and then started force as a sophomore and, you know, was an integral part of of what we were able to do last season. And uh, you know, he, he's just a kid. He, we try not to get him off the field. He, he's got tremendous hands. He, can, he he's a he's a great tight end, and and obviously a linebacker is is who he is. And and it's it's going to be pretty. Uh, pretty uh, awesome and unique for me to, to, to go to San Diego State games and get to watch Carson mm-hmm. Baker and Rashad Scott. And then when, when Michael gets there to see those three that have been a you know huge piece of, of my tr- transition here at Helix, uh, it's going to be exciting to watch because he's a great one and has done a tremendous job of, of leading this program just because he is a guy that, You know, Like I said, we only had a few guys coming back that had real playing experience, and and he's definitely been the guy that's uh, been our true leader this year.
1: Hey, Robbie, thanks so much for the time. We'll look forward to doing this again as we get a little bit closer to the playoffs.
2: Anytime. I appreciate it.
1: Be well and good luck. Thank you. There you go. The head football coach, Helix uh, High, uh, last year, what a, a season they had a year ago. They went 13-2. and They got beaten in the state uh, championship by that great Folsom uh, team, 49-42, to off to a 2-3 and start. But they open up Grossmont Hills play tomorrow night against Valhalla. And then uh, they've got three of their last four after that at home. They'll have a Grossmont, Granite Hills, off to a 5-0 and start. And, of course, Steel Canyon, they're uh, sitting right now at 4-1, uh, and one, and they won a state championship uh, a year ago, so uh, it would be interesting, but uh, Helix, I think most people around town figure Helix will be one of the four teams in the open division. I bring in Braden Soprenant now, and Braden, let's take a look at the uh, top ten, uh, and we got some other games we're going to talk about, but Tomorrow night we got forty three games in San Diego.
3: Yeah, thank thank goodness the bye weeks are over. And it's got <laughs> we got league play. Can't wait for league play.
1: All right. Uh, tomorrow night ought to be a good one. Uh, Mission Hills two and three, traveling to Oceanside. And it looks like Oceanside starting to put it together a little bit.
3: Yeah, so you know who else is putting it together a little bit? Mission Hills. It's gonna be a great game to see deci- decide, you know, what these two schools' identities are gonna be. Mission Hills, tough schedule early. Kyron Beacham, a big athlete for Oceanside, though.
1: Boy, he's a good-looking ball player, isn't
3: he? Yeah, we saw him, you know, on on TV last week when he was on the PPR with, with uh, Paul Rudy, who we just talked to, and you know, he's he's a huge kid and he he could run all up and down the field and he does a tremendous job for for oceanside opening up a lot of a lot of lanes number
1: nine San Marcus uh four and one gonna host number two la Costa canyon San Marcus they've gotten dinged up at quarterback uh, the defense has been uh, not really up to par but la Costa Canyon after a bye last week they got some bad news
3: yeah so uh both schools are are, are dinged up in some key spots I would love to see this matchup at full strength but unfortunately for us it's not going to be at full strength uh, I think if Sam Marcos had their quarterback, they'd give it a little bit more of a Miles game. Miles Hastings. Yes, Coach uh, uh, Miles Hastings. But the fact that they do not have Miles Hastings or their backup quarterback, I think that plays well in the La Costa Canyon's hands.
1: And, of course, uh, Carson Lippert, the outstanding running back and a real speed guy, gone for the year with a torn ACL. That's a tough one for head coach Sean Sovical and the Mavericks. Number 8 Lincoln, 5-0. and oh. They're going to get a good test tomorrow night at
3: Mesa College going against number 7, St. Augustine. Both these defenses are... Are really good and and Saint Augustine. It might not shown it last week against Helix, but you know, trying. We were talking about Eliano earlier. He's tough to stop. I like Don Chapman of Lincoln. I think, uh, you know, defensively, Lincoln will will hang with St. Augustine, but look for Saints to pull away late in this game.
1: Okay, you got a couple of good matchups uh, tomorrow night in the top 10. You got number six, Madison, four and one, going up the road to take on number three, Cathedral Catholic. How about that one?
3: That's going to be a great game of two running backs in the county that are top notch. You got Keenan Christian versus Sean Poma on the ground game. Look for a ground and pound ball game between both the teams. And, this, might, this game might end really quickly.
1: Coach, uh, John McFadden and Eastlake after that uh, big win last week. And, of course, I think most people know uh, how that game uh, ended uh, in a little bit of a melee. And there were a few uh, suspensions on both sides this week. Eastlake 5-1. They get a night off uh, tomorrow night. But then you jump up to Helix 2-3 and three, going out to take on uh, El Capitan. I think I mentioned to uh, Coach um, Owens they're playing Valhalla. They actually play El Cap tomorrow night and then they got Valhalla next week. Uh, El Capitan and a emotional win last week over uh, at West Hills in the Tony Berner Memorial Cup game. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they can uh, slow down Helix.
3: Uh, El Cap is another team that has played An incredibly difficult schedule in San Diego, like El Camino did. They've played Madison this year. They've played a couple other teams that are good, and now they got Helix coming in. Hopefully, the 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 rise of El Cap after last week's win, they use those emotions to help them in this game. But I think Helix is going to be too much.
1: And then uh, again, uh, Cathedral host in Madison, Uh, La Costa Canyon, uh, San Marcos, and then uh, number one Torrey Pines coming off a bye, five and zero. They're going up to take on number eleven Carlsbad, and you know the thing I think the Falcons need to be very uh, leery of is looking by Carlsbad. Carlsbad's good enough to beat them, but Torrey Pines is looking down the road maybe a week. Uh, They may uh, take one on the chin tomorrow night because they got Mission
3: Hills a week from tomorrow night at home. Knowing Gladnick and Coach Gladnick up there at at Torrey Pines, I think he's going to have his guys ready to go. But Asa Turner for Carlsbad, he is the X-factor in this game. If he has a big game, Carlsbad might be in a good position to potentially upset Torrey Pines. All
1: right, now we're going to take a look at some games Braden outside the the top ten, uh, and we're going to look at Classical Academy. They're four and one right now. They're uh, taking on Orange Glen. Orange Glen three and one. Uh, of course, Orange Glenn got a, a running back that's really made a name for himself this year.
3: Yeah, Kale Patterson, he's rushed for over 886 yards. He's got 12 touchdowns. He is averaging 221 yards a game uh, for Orange Glenn. That is unbelievable no matter what your competition is. Uh, if Orange Glenn wants to win this game, Kale Patterson's going to have to have another great day.
1: And uh, tomorrow night, you've got Mira Mesa 4-1. They got slowed down a little bit last week by Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon got them pretty good. They're going to be uh, taking on and going on the road Number 9, Christian. They're 5-0, and oh, and you know, Christian every year they put out a good product. They don't necessarily get uh, the love uh, among the pollsters here in San Diego, but that's a winning football program.
3: Yeah, according to CalPreps, the computer system, they like Christian a lot. They have them number nine. Uh, Mira Mesa is an interesting team because of the schedule they've played. They got a lot of great athletes in Noah Tumlin and, and uh, Marcus Dean and Javel Brown that should have big games. But, you know, Christian's knocked off a team already that's got a big time athlete in Jamon McClendon for, for Monta Vista. I think Christian edges out Mira Mesa. In the first ever meeting between these two schools.
1: Okay, you got number uh, 32 uh, in the state ranking. Sample Squall in their division, a three and two, going up the mountain to take on Ramona. Ramona three and two. Uh, I think Sample Squall is going to have a, a tough night against Ramona. That Ramona team, they've stubbed their toe a little bit, but I think it's a pretty good team.
3: Yeah, they're led by Derek Diamond, the great baseball player who also plays uh, football for Ramona. A couple of guys for San Pasquale, though, DJ McNeil, Jacob Moore, and uh, Trevor uh, Jungman. Uh, They're three wideouts for San Pasquale that can have a big day, potentially, but I like Ramona in this game.
1: Uh, a, a Vista a 4-1 right now they're going to go to Poway Poway just blew Grossmont off the field last week uh, Poway 4-2 that's going to be a Poway High School tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.
3: If we picked this game two weeks ago I'd say Vista would win big but after that win uh, Poway had last week I think Poway's got a, a lot better chance to beat Vista. That being said I'm still sticking with Big Red.
1: Got a really really good game out in East County tomorrow night. you got Grossmont is perfect 5-0 and oh, and this is a, a Grossmont Hills league game. Uh, Granite Hills is five and oh they're taking on four and one steel canyon who hey let's face it steel canyon they won a state title last year they had to replace their quarterback uh fishburn who's now playing quarterback down at southwestern college thomas fishburn Uh, it may have taken them a little bit but they're really playing some good football right now
3: the guy that's filled in for him nathan barnett he leads the team in passing and rushing he's got 400 yards passing and 400 yards rushing which is pretty incredible for him Uh, but look at james uh johnson at granite hills he's a big time receiver for them and they got good uh, defensive play in Ethan Bishop. I think the schedule the way this, the strength of schedule plays out for Steel Canyon uh, works in their favor over Granite Hills based on the fact that Granite Hills hasn't played as great a competition as Steel. Uh, give me the Cougars in this one.
1: righty, Braden, uh, good job and uh, we'll uh, see what happens tomorrow night. Of course you and I will be back here again next Thursday night and we're getting down to crunch time of the high school football season.
3: Yeah, it, League play is my favorite. There's so many league battles going on. We got a tease with the Avocado League starting early but the West Eastern League looks good. Eastern League, both the Grossmont leagues, and then you can't, got to forget about the Metro Mesa and the Metro leagues down in the South Bay. Also going to have great competition.
1: Well, Braden and I will be back uh, next uh, Thursday night from nine to ten. I'd like to thank Paul Rudy from KUSI stopping by in studio. I'd like to thank Robbie Owens, the head football coach Helix uh, High, and uh, for Braden Sopran, and Coach John I Hope you enjoyed the show, and hopefully you'll join us again next Thursday. And by the way, we're going to go uh, in a minute on Facebook Live. Check us out on. 93 973 the fan good night bye bye